Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. I'm so excited you're here today. During our time together, we're gonna hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. You are going to love everything that Lauren Elena has to say today in our episode. But before we get started, I have a little bit of a disclaimer for you. See, here's what happened. We were recording this right in the middle of Hurricane Laura. And instead of re-recording it, because it's just so much harder to capture, you know, the, that initial gold of the conversation, um, I decided to just roll with it. So if you will just bear with us and, and give us some grace as we were recording in the middle of a hurricane, there's only a few parts that I think are a little bit choppy. So enjoy our conversation. She has some incredible things to say, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Today, we are taking the road less traveled to hang out with the Georgia peach, and it's just getting good, y'all. Lauren Elena is a platinum-selling country music star with a powerhouse voice and an even bigger heart. Now, here's the thing. I can personally attest to this, being that she is one of my closest friends and greatest advocates. Lauren, welcome to Wild Confidence. Hello, Ains. Thanks for having me. I did it. I did it. You did it. I'm so proud. Hey, I like that. A couple of puns thrown in there for me. I appreciate that. I know. That was all I thought of you, obviously, because they were about you. Um, okay. It's so going to be my, interesting doing a podcast with one of your best friends. Oh, I mean, there's no, the, the bonus <laughs> content that's going to come out of this. I literally can't wait. There's like a Facebook group of people who like get bonus content because they've subscribed and whatever they are going to like. Oh, you're and, welcome. <laughs> I know. You're welcome in advance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Lauren, um, I didn't tell you this before we started, but I'm telling you this now. My, I was just talking to my cousin and I was like, yeah, like I'm about to um, have Lauren on the podcast and I'm like excited. Who knows what's going to happen? And she was like, you know what? I've been listening to her so much lately and she just makes me feel so empowered. She's like, isn't that the sweetest thing? Well, that is my goal, honestly, as an artist. I mean, this podcast is perfect for me really because my, all of my songs have some form of female empowerment in them because yes, you know how much I've needed to hear that for years. I've struggled. I've had lots of ups and downs with my insecurities and, and learning to love myself and kind of shared that through all of my music. Like Road Less Traveled is all about loving yourself and not letting other people define you and decide what's beautiful. And that was really hard for me coming into the spotlight at 15 yeah. I became famous overnight in my awkward phase and my little rainbow dress and my <laughs> scrunched up hair. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I really struggled for a long time. It is so funny for me to tell you this because you're one of my best friends. <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> um, <I know. laughs> this is for Sam, not you, Ainsley. I know. I'm like, there's so many, like, I'm, I'm going through my questions before and I'm like, okay, but I already know all the answers to this. <laughs> But, but that, that makes me feel so good that she said that because that is my goal because I, and in country music in general, I felt like when I was writing the album Road Less Traveled, there was so much bro country, which is amazing and everyone loves bro country, but also there was like a lack of the message of female empowerment, I felt like. And yeah. 
even even I for a while was kind of chasing that bro country sound and then Mm -hmm. I just decided like I want to hear songs that I need to hear I want to write songs that I need to hear as a woman exactly and um I you know this I struggled with an eating disorder for since I was 12 years old and uh there's something about hearing music about those kind of topics that really does empower you and I write those songs I write songs like pretty and road less traveled about my own insecurities and then it makes me feel empowered to sing them and then it can empower other people and it's such a a win for me because I I need to hear that and then I get to sing it every night and hear people sing it back to me and we can just feel like good about who we are together so you you said it was your cousin yeah tell her I said thanks I will I will when she said that I was like oh my gosh Lauren is going to love hearing that let's talk about the fact that you were there the night Justin and I met (laughs) yeah I was on the first date third wheel and hard (laughs) spying on us (laughs) right he got he he got the crash course on the best friend move I was like so tell me what you do where you're from you're nice and tall what are your intentions with Ainsley he was like we just met I was like well and he was like know these things you got to pass the Lauren Elena test yes and remember he was like you were helping me pack and you were like singing um just as you do and he was like man she's so good like she should like be a singer (laughs) I'm like yeah she is (laughs) considering it hard really considering it Justin thanks (laughs) (laughs) that killed me I loved that so much he was like Ainsley she's like so good like she's incredible I was like I know you know what's so funny I don't know how much I sing I sing all the time and I don't realize it and it's it's really funny when I'm in public at like Walmart or something and I'm singing and people are like I swear this has happened to me probably 15 times you should try out for American Idol no. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm thinking about it, but I don't think I'll win. And they're like, no, you wouldn't 100% would win. I was like, yeah, I think I'd probably get like second place or something. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'd be like runner up. But I, I might get runner it. up. <laughs> but I'll, oh my I'll, gosh. I'll consider it. And they're like, no, I would vote for you every week. You would win. I'm like, oh, well, is that your favorite show? Because. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because you uh, missed the <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny um so you oh wait we haven't even got to the EP yet I was so honored to hear the EP in advance and mm-hmm, I have had it on repeat over and over literally like I mean me and my mom listened to um oh my gosh the ballad about. yes what do you think of yes what do you think of we listened to that the entire way to the beach, like over literally on repeat over and over and over. And I mean, I know I'm just, I'm just gassing you up right now, but <laughs> it's so good. And you don't need me to tell you that, but oh my gosh, I can hear the rain. It's so bad. Um, but I want to hear from you. Tell us about the EP. Tell us what's happening. It's out <laughs> and about. Everybody needs to go listen immediately. Tell us about it. So the EP is called Getting Over Him, which I had to do, as you know, and you had to help me do do that. Shout out to Ainsley, by the way. I went through a really, really bad breakup 
a very public breakup right before I went on Dancing with the Stars. Oh. And Ainsley was one of the best friends I had through that process. We did a Bible study together. She sent me a Bible mm-hmm. study and uh, was like a, you were such a giant support for me through that. Um, so thank you for that. <laughs> women empowering women. That's what we got to do. <laughs> um, oh. But it was such a, it was such a bad time. <laughs> it was such an amazing time because I was on national television each week, gaining more and more confidence and doing something for myself, which I think yeah. is so important. And it was such a time of sadness for me that doing something for myself like that was so helpful and helped me kind of get through that. Um, but it was, it was a hard time and I wasn't really writing because I was so busy dancing and, you know, I, I, I process everything I go through by writing about it. Um, yes. Yeah. And when I was out in LA, the only song I wrote while I was out there was What Do You Think Of? Uh, and I was so sad when I wrote that song. And then uh, I came home and I wrote the rest of them. And they're not so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I had some time to work through the emotions. And then I got in the I'm mad at you face. And I wrote If I Was a Beer and Barback and all of those songs. But you know what I think is so important for me with this EP is it is definitely a breakup collection of songs which I've never done you know I was in a six and a half year relationship I was engaged I was uh I was gonna be married to the wrong guy and I had Mm -hmm. to we decided that 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 was not the journey for us and that ended and that was really hard to work through and then obviously I had the next one that was brutal and uh it was just a, a couple of like really hard years. That's my stepdad in that time. So it was just like a lot of things that kind of tripped me up and really brought me all the way down to the core of who I am. And I had to figure out how to be confident and love myself when other people didn't. And yeah. the thing is, when I wrote Road Less Traveled, I wrote that whole album about learning to love myself and accept my story and my parents' divorce and my dad's alcoholism and his recovery and my recovery from bulimia and all of these things that kind of were very defining moments for me, but it wasn't really about love. It was more Mm -hmm. about my own love for myself. And uh, I've built an entire career of telling people that it's okay to accept who you are and love who you are. And then... I decided to give my heart to someone that uh, did not treat it the way he should have. And it kind of ripped the rug out from under And uh, my confidence was not <laughs> at its peak when that happened because that is so hard. When you work so hard on and then it feels like that's still not good enough for someone and they're, and they're not faithful and they're not, you're not treated the way that you're supposed to be treated. It mess up how you feel about yourself, regardless of how hard I worked on myself over those years. It kind of, like I said, ripped the rug out from underneath me. And then I went on Dancing with the Stars and I'm so thankful for that because it was a really good distraction. I was working so hard, I forgot about my broken hearts temporarily. And then I came home and my career was at, you know, a really high point, but emotionally I was at a really low point and I was able to kind of come home and work through all of those emotions and write these songs. 
And the CP is really important to me because I feel like even though it is about a breakup, it's still very empowering because I wrote basically this collection of songs about if you don't love me, it doesn't mean that I can't and I still have to love me. And then somebody will come along someday and celebrate who I am and will treat me right. And I had to get into a place of being thankful that that ended and wish him the best. And, you know, sometimes the hardest things we go through define us the most and we get to choose how we respond and we don't have to let that person destroy who we are and how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I definitely can't argue there. And I think that, I mean, it's, there were so many different point, points in your life where you had to rediscover your identity over and over and over in totally new ways. And you had to mm-hmm. find like different pieces of your confidence and kind of piece them all together in different ways. And I think that you have showed an incredible resilience and especially under the spotlight, right? Like, <laughs> Ooh, that thing adds a layer. It, it does. <laughs> and and as someone who, you know, I, I, you were with me whenever I went through a terrible relationship um, that mm-hmm. ended and you were with me as I was rebuilding my confidence and it, and, you know, I am with you as, as you're rebuilding your confidence and it's just, it blows my mind how resilient we are. Like, you and me specifically, and just people in general and young women in general, especially in their twenties, because that's whenever all this stuff is happening. And that's whenever you really prove to yourself what you're made of. Hey, if you have enjoyed wild confidence podcast so far, I have something even better. We have launched a Patreon where you can get bonus content, Enneagram extras and exclusive live Q and A's head to patreon.com forward slash wild confidence to join us and support the podcast so we can continue. So, you know, all of these, you know, turning points or moments of impact led you to finding your confidence, but, but it takes, it's an entirely different thing, right? To, to stay confident. Yeah. So what are some tools that you have that help you stay confident in the midst of everything? Goodness. Well, it, it, it's a battle, you know, up and down battle all the time. I have to be really intentional with my, how I, I have to exercise daily. Even if it's just, I go outside and walk a mile. I have to do something to, to feel like I'm taking care of my body and, and moving and appreciating my body. And I, I try to eat well. You have to have a good core group of people that have the same values and goals and, and morals that, that can be honest with you and say, this is not for you. This is like not who you are and this is not what you deserve. And, but we'll also sit with you in the pain, you know, and yeah, confidence is so hard because it's like an everyday thing. You have to wake up and choose to be confident and choose to see the good things about yourself. When I was 16 years old, I woke up every day and focused on the bad things about myself it's not that there aren't things that I don't love about myself anymore like there are things that I want to improve or change not necessarily change improve but it's not that 
there aren't things that I don't want to improve about myself. It's more so I try to focus on the things that I love about myself and do yeah. things that make me feel good about who I am. Be a good friend, be a good daughter, be a good aunt, uh, write music that I feel empowered by that can empower other people, interact with people. And I, I did this exercise with my mom for a while and I, I need to do it again. But I used to look in the mirror and say three things I loved about myself every morning when I was really trying to get through the phase of overcoming that eating disorder when I was in the thick of it. And that really helped me because there's something about like affirming yourself that really helps because, mm-hmm. and it's simple things like I have a freckle above my lip I really like, and I think I'm funny and I have a big old booty that I, I'm very appreciative of, which you also have. <laughs> Retweet. You know, like it, it, it can be silly things or it can be serious things, but we do have to remember the good things about ourselves. There's always going to be something that we don't like, but if we can kind of shift our focus to focus on the good things, it changes your life. And yeah. uh, I'm not always a winner at that, I'll say. There are <laughs> things that happen that make that more difficult, but I think it's important because you're the only you you'll ever have. You're the only person you can't get away from. Yeah, you have to live with so yourself true. forever. So you have to treat yourself with kindness. And I, I wrote a song called If I Was My Best Friend. And one of my girlfriends said to me after the breakup, uh, what would you do if this was me? What would you want to, what would you say to me? Would you want me to take him back or, or be considering to go back to this situation? And I said, no. And it was an eye-opening moment for me because I think we never think of ourselves as a person. And if we can kind of take a step back and look at our lives from the outside looking in and think, if this was my best friend or my sister or someone I really cared about, would I want this for them? And we can think about ourselves in that way, it really can change our perspective and we treat ourselves a little bit better. Absolutely. I mean, that is actually, it's so funny that you're saying that because today, earlier today, I had an online mentoring session and um, the girl did well with keeping her goals because one of the things was like, if you mess up on your goals, you have to text me and tell me. And here's the thing. I would never, I was never planning on shaming her about it or anything, but it was a level of like accountability. And she didn't want to disappoint me by saying I messed up on my goals or my homework. And Mm -hmm. then you know, today I was like, okay, so here's the thing. Like that was our last session. So I was like, I'm no longer going to be here for you to text, but I want you to not to love yourself so much that you don't want to disappoint yourself. And that's why you propel the goals forward. And that's why you keep going. It's, it has nothing to do with wanting to disappoint anybody else, but yourself. And if you can, you know, rest in that love for yourself, you'll, you'll be able to accomplish your goals for you and not for anybody else. We absolutely have to be able to love ourselves as much as we would love our best friend. Like we have to be able to do that for ourselves. And when when you love yourself more fully, you accept love more fully. You are, you, you know, when I was really insecure, I couldn't even believe that other people loved me. I couldn't see things that people could love Mm -hmm. about me. And that's so sad because now I know I'm 25 years old and I know there are lots of things to love about me. And there are lots of things to love about all of us. And Mm -hmm. we have to find people that appreciate that, the things that there 
that make us unique and special. And we have to be able to see the things that make us unique and special. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So it's hard though. I mean, it is not, it's not easy, but yeah, it's worth it. You have to be really intentional with loving yourself. Oh, I didn't know you were taking us to church, but like, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Can we tell a joke? No, I'm here for it. I am here for it. Okay. So what would you say to someone like, I don't know who, I don't know, just picturing kind of someone in your mind. I'm picturing like a young 20 something who is just in it, you know, who is just in the thick of trying to find their confidence and just can't seem to see a way out. Like, what would you say to her right now? The thing I remember when I was like really, really sad and lost in myself is that I felt like no one else would understand. And I didn't know how to talk to people about it because for me, it's a little different than whoever I'm probably saying this to, but I am always the most outgoing person in the room by far and the loudest and the center of attention. And when I'm on that stage, I have the confidence, the most confidence in the world. It was the other 23 hours of the day that I was really struggling. And I did not know how to ask for help. I was so active in an eating disorder and I was being pulled in a million directions and I was hiding from myself and from everyone else. And I just, I feel so sad for that that Lauren like I wish I could just go back and say hey why don't you just tell someone that you're struggling and get the help that you need so I would I I think what I wish someone had said to me is like we are all struggling with this we we handle it differently but we're not alone and I think the more we're able to talk about it we take the power away from it you know Mm -hmm. I yeah and I'm not like an internal person I am extroverted all through and through but yeah, my confidence issues kind of stole that from me. And I gave my insecurities so much power and they, they're only as powerful as you let them be. Mm-hmm. It is a choice. It's a hard choice, but it's really important if you're struggling to share that with someone, because there is a lot of power and having a friend or a therapist or whatever, talk through these things with you because they can kind of shift your position on how you see yourself and I just think it's really worth it and and there are going to be things that happen that can you you know I have a great foundation of confidence now that I'm so proud of things have happened that have shaken that foundation and broken it up a bit and I've just gone back and I'm patching it up left and right (laughs) but I think it's 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 really comforting to know that there are other people that feel the way that I feel and I think that the whoever's listening to this, I, the girl on stage in the sparkly pants, singing songs with the most confidence in the world, also wake up with the uglies and feel lost sometimes and don't feel, and I don't feel worthy. And I have to remind myself I am. So it's, it's not, you're not alone. None of us are alone in feeling this way. And it's how we respond that really defines us. And it takes time and it is a, a, it is a battle, but it's worth the fight. Yeah. Insecurity doesn't discriminate. No, it does not. Uh Uh-uh. 
It will take people were like, when I first came out and talked about my eating disorder, people were shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I decided to tell about the eating disorder because I was in an interview for a women's magazine. And they said, can you tell our listeners how you're so confident? You know, we're, we women want to have the confidence that you have. And I just remember thinking, this is my time to tell the truth because confidence is not something that I was, that I just had, I had to really, really work for it. I didn't have to work for it on stage because that's who I am. And that's a huge part of what makes me, me, but that's only one hour of the day. Yeah. So I had to find that confidence the rest of the day. And, um, it's, I mean, it's been a journey, but it's been worth it. Oh my gosh. I mean, just the journey that I've been with you on in the last, how long have we known each other? Uh, six, seven, eight, seven, eight. Eight. Uh, I was 18, probably seven years. No way. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, just between the time when you were 18 to now, I personally have been, you know, I've gotten a front row seat to your growth and your um, confidence and your overcoming all of these things. I mean, truly a front row seat and what a journey. <laughs> What a journey, but, but also what a testament to what the Lord can do in someone's life whenever they, you know, look to him and rely on him and learn and grow and uh, evolve into the person they're meant to be. I mean, oh my gosh, Lauren, this is like, you are, it's night and day. Thank you. I'm, and I'm being real. This is just me being serious right now. This is like not. I'm not trying to gas you up. I'm being dead serious. Like this, it, it, it's truly who I've seen. And I, I know that I've changed and evolved along the way too, but I don't think anybody has uh, shown me so much as you have when it came to the putting in the work and you will get the reward when it comes to your self-worth and your self-confidence. And of course, along with that, like you said, not every day is perfect and mm-hmm. there there are dark days and there are times that, you know, I've been talking to you and I'm like, okay, I need to come to you immediately. Like we need to be together immediately. And then there are some days I'm like, oh no, like she is thriving. <laughs> but I mean, it's just so encouraging for me to share with other people just the hope that is there whenever they do partner with the Lord and let him do the work in their life. Listen, the Lord, without the Lord, I would be lost. And I'll say my journey with the Lord has had its ups and downs, you know? Yeah. You know, for sure. When, when my, when I lost my stepdad, that Mm -hmm. was talk about that, that didn't really have anything to do with my confidence in myself. It had more to do with my faith and how I see the world and watching something like that. That's so full of pain and agony and just the opposite of hope, you know, was the opposite of hope. It really drug me down on like how I feel about the Lord. And, and I remember at one point thinking when he dies, I was praying nonstop through that whole sickness. And then the last couple of weeks of his life, it was very evident. He wasn't going to make it. And I, 
remember saying to God, when he dies, I'll never talk to you again. Mm -hmm. So congrats on letting this happen. How could you let this happen? Mm -hmm. And then the day Sam died, we've talked about it. He described heaven to our family. And Mm -hmm. I remember sitting there thinking, wow, I was the girl over here saying, I wasn't going to talk to God anymore. And I'm getting like a... (laughs) I'm getting a description of heaven right now. So I feel pretty bad about that. But I think that's also okay too. I was going through a really hard time and it made me question everything I've ever known. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in the power of prayer. And it seemed like the prayers weren't getting answered. Here's the thing though. I prayed for healing for Sam. He got the ultimate healing. He's walking in heaven with Jesus right now. And him explaining that to my family was one of the most healing things I've ever been a part of. Now the grief process after he died was intense, but I always was able to hold on to that hope that he is in a better place and God let us see that. And I have a, a, a platform where I can share his story and tell people that like, this is a real thing. I know that it's it, faith is so hard and it's so scary and, believing is has its ups and downs but I have 100% confidence that heaven is real Jesus is real and I I think I've gotten as close to heaven as I can get without actually going there in my parents living room and that the arguably is the hardest thing that's ever happened to me don't you think oh yeah for sure probably like definitely definitely yeah. the hardest thing that's ever happened to me definitely but it was one of the most defining moments of my life especially with my relationship with the Lord and how reliant I became on him after that. And just like us doing that Bible study and me really seeking him and really like looking for answers and defining my relationship with him. And the more you define your relationship with the Lord, the, 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 the more my days are just better. Yeah. It's just, and, and having full confidence that like, this is all, for something and there is like a greater plan and the fact that God's given me this platform to speak about these things and I've been through some things it's almost like I feel like it's a compliment from God that he's trusted me to be able to get through these things and share his word and be a light in a lot of darkness you know there's a lot of darkness in the world but there's also a lot of light and we can be the light and we Mm -hmm. can get through these things and be resilient and bounce back. We have to. We always yeah. have to bounce back. Yeah. I love that you said that, especially the piece of the faith where like it's okay to doubt and question. And I want to circle back to that because um, there's that story in the Bible where Jacob uh, is wrestling with God and he is walking away with a limp essentially after that wrestling. But, you know, I'm, I'm always reminded, and I don't remember who said this, but somebody was giving that illustration and talking about how you can't wrestle with someone that's far away from you. So even when you're doubting God, Mm. you're in that wrestling, but you're sharing sweat, you're like blood, sweat, and tears. Like you're touching heaven whenever you're wrestling, because you can't wrestle physically wrestle with someone that's far away from you. And wow. Ooh, that's gonna be chills, Ains. It it sticks with me because like anytime that I'm like I, I like I I'm doubting, I'm questioning the Lord's like I can handle it. 
and you better come to me with that and let's let's like rest we'll through it together yes yeah. so i love that you said that because i think that's so encouraging whenever people are doubting their faith they they doubt all kinds of things you know when when you don't have faith you have whew, a tough tough go so anyway um I love, I just love that you said that. And that reminded me of that. And just the fact that he can handle it and he's not only can he handle it, but he's waiting for it and he's willing to work through it with you. It gives you that hope and that confidence that, yes. that you can go on with your day to day in a new way and a, a renewed hope that you found that is, you have such a unique view of that because you really did see it firsthand, which is just incredible. Um, and I agree. I think he did anoint you for this purpose and, I don't think that he he wants to put that like pressure on you. I just think that he wants to almost like, okay, so I was watching you in a meet and greet with um, different people. It was just different people of ages, races, disabilities. I mean, all kinds of people came through this meet and greet. And the way that you were treating these people was so authentic and so real and so loving. And just so you just honor people and you see people where they are and you, it's like you see through them and you just see straight to their soul and you see them as the most pure souls. And every time I see you in a meet and greet, I think that is how the Lord sees us. And that is how he treats Ainsley, us. you're going to make me cry. I swear. I swear. Like actually, tears are coming out of my eyeballs. I swear though, that's truly what it's like because you've been you... my best friend for seven years you ain't never said that to me we gotta do a podcast <laughs> come on now <laughs> i think i've said that once before <laughs> maybe not but it is it's just like it's how he sees us no matter what he just sees this like i don't know strength and resilience and, and sweetness like how he looks at us is is just so kind and precious how he is seeing us is how you treat other people and it's so kind and it's so personable and it's so like you see people where they are and he does too you know what I'm saying I love the meet and greets and I really I mean I love people I'm a people person I I love interacting with people and I I do like want each each moment that I spend with a different person to be unique and for them to Mm -hmm to feel special because I really believe that we are all special and I want that to be communicated. You know, that was something that I had to learn to communicate to myself. So I, I have to be willing to do that for other people as well. Yeah. And, and I want you to hear when I'm talking about that, I also want you to hear like how the Lord is seeing you through all of this too. And I know, you know how he is, but just a reminder of like how incredible that you treat people is how he is like looking at you and seeing like my beautiful special daughter (laughs) okay I'll stop I'll stop oh my gosh I'm gonna cry (laughs) okay well okay well while we're on this topic how can we as a community pray for you oh goodness well we can pray that this uh, pandemic ends so that we can get back out on the road that's been really hard for me because a lot of my confidence and a lot of my self-worth has been wrapped up in my work um because of those moments like what you're talking about with that meet and greet and feeling a sense of purpose I think Mm -hmm. it's really important for us to to find our sense of purpose 
and my sense of purpose has been put on hold since March. Yeah. So I guess I've just, I've been really trying to do things like this and um, stuff online to still feel that connection, but uh, just pray for the uh, fight against the loneliness and the loss of purpose because I, I, I'm doing okay. I'm doing much better now than I was early on in the quarantine. I, I got a bit lost and sad and I broke a couple of toes and it was just bad. But um, I guess, and for just peace, I think we mm-hmm. all just need a lot of peace right now and yeah. comfort. And, and um, I've got a lot of anxiety wrapped around this music coming out because there's another person involved. And uh, I'll never hear that other person's take on it or how he feels about it because we don't talk anymore. And I have a lot of anxiety wrapped around that. So I guess those are the things that also maybe a husband. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody pray for me to find my Justin. (laughs) Well, yes, we're praying for all of those things and for you to find your Justin. And then... Wow. And pray for the strength to not go to the refrigerator so much. The what? The strength oh, the to not strength hit up to the refrigerator the so much. <laughs> Retweet. I need that too. Literally. <laughs> hey, listener, while you are praying for Lauren, you can go find her on Instagram and obviously on all music streaming platforms, which you should do immediately to hear the new EP. She's also hosting the Jesus Calling TV show airing this fall. Jesus Calling is a show where viewers will be inspired, motivated, and encouraged, obviously. Jesus Calling is available on Circle Network. So to find out how you can watch, go to circleplus.com and click how to watch. Lauren, I love you so much. I love you more. Thank you for coming on my podcast. You're welcome. I think we did it, Ainsley. I'm so proud of us. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.